Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. Child Mental Health and the Pandemic. Research suggests that the mental health of children and adolescents under the age of 18 has worsened since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. With the pandemic interrupting almost all aspects of normal life for young children, from going to school every day and gaining vital social interactions for development and well-being, to enduring economic stress on families and potentially grieving for lost ones, mental health has suffered. A team of researchers from the University of Calgary has analyzed 29 studies of children's mental health during the pandemic, including over 80,000 children and adolescents globally, to attempt to find concrete data on the statistics of children's mental health. The researchers looked at studies from between January 2020 to February of 2021, utilizing four databases of information to pool all the data. The study estimates that both child and adolescent clinical depression and anxiety levels were elevated, with one in four youth globally experiencing elevated depression symptoms and one in five experiencing anxiety symptoms. When compared to pre-pandemic estimates, the researchers suggested that the prevalence of depression and anxiety symptoms doubled during the pandemic. Isolation is also likely a major factor in the decline of well-being for many. Schools are often primary locations for receiving psychological services, which online learning cannot provide. Depression and anxiety levels among youth were higher amongst girls and older adolescents, and higher rates of these symptoms were recorded the longer the pandemic went on. The Washington Post states that at least on one count, there were on average just under 10 U.S. child psychiatrists per 100,000 children under the age of 19. The American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry states that four times that amount are truly needed. Psychiatrists tend to congregate in big cities, and more than two-thirds of the U.S. counties don't have a child psychologist. Greater allocation of resources is needed to address child and adolescent mental health both during the pandemic and after, in order to rehabilitate children and assist their mental recovery. The diversity of the children surveyed globally highlights that these children will require different interventions for their mental health based on age, gender, or location, and it is imperative that our children receive this care. Ohio judges make vaccines a condition of probation. The New York Times reports that some judges in the state of Ohio have created a strange caveat to incarcerated people released on probation, get a COVID vaccine. This has happened a few times in the state. Some judges are expected to follow suit, creating an ultimatum for people who receive the order, get inoculated within 60 days or risk returning to prison. 
this is crazy to me. Then this story is crazy because obviously longtime listeners of, of COVID noise filter will know I'm a huge proponent of vaccinations, but they should not be utilized as leverage for whether or not somebody's incarcerated. Really, how serious is the crime? If, if you're letting somebody out of prison for whatever reason, because they did their time and you're going to put them back in prison because of whether or not they get vaccinated, it makes a mockery of our criminal justice system. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled story. The Ohio judge's decision creates possibly murky waters in terms of permissibility. I'm shocked. (laughs) But state law in Ohio says judges are allowed to implement any reasonable conditions that serve to rehabilitate or protect the community. Some states have instituted similar, albeit less extreme measures. In Georgia, judges have offered reduced sentences for defendants who get vaccinated. Again, like... I support people getting vaccinated. (laughs) Of course I do. But you reduce sentences for defendants who get vaccinated. How about like no sentences, right? I mean, this to me, it shows how subjective the criminal justice system is. And to me, this story is very hard for me to read. I actually pitched this story at our pitch meetings. It's just, it's so hard because it just shows how unjust the criminal justice system is. All right, back to our regularly scheduled story. (laughs) While there's obviously a strong case for the vaccine being a reasonable measure to protect the community, it's unlikely that it would be held up if challenged. According to Michael Benza, a senior instructor at Case Western School of Law, the orders have gone unchallenged so far, but would likely be found improper if a defendant did challenge it. One judge who required vaccinations defended the decision by saying the judges often create conditions related to health, like drug and alcohol treatment. COVID-19 booster shots for the immunocompromised. The FDA has approved the emergency use of both the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines in order to protect groups most likely to benefit from an additional shot of the vaccine. These are people with compromised immune systems or with immune deficiencies who are consequently more at risk of long-term serious illness from COVID-19. People who are immunocompromised make up about 3% of the total U.S. population and include those with a history of cancer, organ transplants, poorly controlled HIV in people living with HIV, and those who have used certain medications such as steroids. After the FDA approved the use of booster vaccinations, a day later, the CDC gave their final approval to administer these shots. In a statement, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, said that at a time when the Delta variant is surging, an additional vaccine dose for some people with weakened immune systems could help prevent serious and possibly life-threatening COVID-19 cases within this population. For people whose bodies have not provided an adequate immune response to the standard doses of vaccines, these boosters will help refresh a waning immune response and help the body fight evolving pathogens. Dr. Dori Segev of the Bloomberg School of Public Health at John Hopkins University has said around half of all organ transplant patients have little antibody response to the current standard dosage of vaccines. However, in around half of the people his team studied, immune responses were better after an additional shot of the vaccine. 
CNN states that in September, the Biden administration is expected to lay out plans on COVID booster strategy for all Americans with a phased rollout starting with the most vulnerable. The director of the National Institutes for Health, Dr. Francis Collins, said the U.S. could look to other countries that started their vaccine rollout a little earlier, such as the U.K., to help predict future vaccination plans. In July, the UK's Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunization announced plans to give immunocompromised people a third shot as early as September of this year as part of their autumn-winter Phase 3 vaccination plan, stating that a synergistic approach to COVID-19 and influenza vaccination could support delivery and maximize uptake of both vaccines. Putting plans in place now to give the immune system boosters for those with weakened immune systems is important to save lives, particularly with the transmission of COVID-19 variants and before the winter flu season arrives. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.